<laughs> Preston got a little bit of a singing voice there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Get that harmonizing going. Next episode, acapella killers. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That'd be so dumb. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Welcome back, true crime drunks. Um, or like I like to call us this episode, true crime drunks that are just a little hungover. Tad bit. Just a tad bit hungover. Happy late Independence Day. Yeah, these lights are a little bright in here. It's chilling. It's you know it's, chilling. it's a vibe. I definitely um, woke up and been like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm Wes uh, McBee and uh, I'm as Holly always, or Hollis McGee or Holly Lee. Hollis McGee. <laughs> Hollis McGee. That's my rapper name. <laughs> Damn. Dropping fire beats. Will you go fire get... beats. I feel like I have to be in the UK to be Hollis McGee though. Can you do? Can you go get a face tat tomorrow that says Hollis McGee? Uh, I don't know. I mean, our tattoo shops are kind of closed, so I might have to see if anyone has an appointment, but I think my dad might disown me, so definitely have to get some makeup. Mm. I think it's worth it. It's worth it. But anyways, welcome back to another episode of True Crime Drunks. The topic today, Mary Bell, the 11-year-old serial killer. It's crazy that... So I want to preface by saying that we heard about Mary Bell and wanted to cover her. Yeah. Just because of the fact, like, you don't hear about a lot of serial killers that are underage. So young. And we actually did find out that there is a list. There is a lot of them. More than we thought there would be. But Mary Bell is kind of the most infamous one. Um, And I think one of the main reasons why she's infamous is not just because of being a serial killer or a murderer at the age of 11. But it was through strangling. Which... Yeah. Which it seems atypical. It is. And it's also, too, I think it's, like, because also, too, the preference, she's a serial killer, but, like, not, because, like, she's more of a murderer, but I think because of her crimes being so heinous, that's what gives her the serial right. killer title. But, the like, the fucked up part is, is because she's also, you know, 11. Yeah. She's, like, strangling them, but it's not a quick strangle. Well, and I think, too, the biggest, so obviously when this happened... She made huge headlines, and not just because she's 11, but because of the two um, boys that she murdered, uh, Martin Brown, aged four, and Brian Howe, aged three. So, I mean, anytime you get into anything, even under 18, it makes huge news, but the fact that they were under five... Yeah. You know, that that created like, a huge uproar. They're, like, still toddlers, almost. Yeah, and that was back in December of 1968 mm-hmm. in West End of Newcastle. Yeah. Um, so, England. I mean, yeah. basically, the I think we're both under the assumption that this was not... I don't think Mary Bell is a serial killer by nature. Yeah. But because of how she was raised and how she grew it's up. It's by nurture. It was definitely not ideal. It was not an ideal place. So let's start it off with, you know, what every true crime podcast lacks, a tasteless joke. All right. So this is for my uh, my Vine fans, R.I.P. Vine. All right. <laughs> so when Mary Bell got captured, right? The police officers, you know how, like, police officers, they want to bait you and try to get you angry so you would confess? Yeah. And so they're, like, you know, they're taunting her. They're, like, there's no way you did it. What are you? There's no way a nine-year-old girl can kill anybody. She looks them straight in the eye. She's, like, shut the fuck up. I'm 11. 11? <laughs> Vine is, uh... <laughs> R.I.P. Vine, but also R.I.P. so Vine. relevant because she was 11. Yeah, she was 11. <laughs> I tried to come up with a better joke, but I was like, no, that's, that's you it. You got a full you, send, Vine jokes. You got a full send. 
R.I.P. Vine. Yeah, it, it, it's always forever in our hearts. We're always in our hearts. But, anyways, back to Mary Bell, the classic lady of the hour. So she was born in 1970, 1957. Um, I don't have like a date of birth, but. She was born around then. She was born in England. Um, what was the city again? Newcastle. Newcastle. Yes. It's hard because they're, I'm not really good with their geography. layout and geography. Yeah. And they have so many little towns within the town. That yeah, I'm it was like, Newcastle upon Tyne, which I don't exactly know where that is specifically. And I don't really know what that means because, yeah, she was in Newcastle, but, like, she was going to other places to, like, kill them. With any, anyways, it was really confusing. But so she was born um, in nineteen or nineteen fifty-seven. Her mom was a single mom because they don't really know who her dad was. But like a guy came into their lives because when she was like three or four, because that's how she got her last name is from this guy. Um, so she doesn't really have like obviously a dad. She has a single mom who's mm. a drug addict, yep. a prostitute, yep. married to a man who beats her, her children, yep. everything else. Oof. I mean, it was very heinous. I, I even saw that there was a book made in regards to Mary Bell's mom. And not only was she yeah. a prostitute and a drug addict, but she was a dominatrix. So Yeah, so she was, dom- she was a dominatrix prostitute, especially during this time period where that was, you know, the cliche, oh, like, very cliche. you have missionary, or you don't talk about yeah, it. Lights you off. Don't do it. Lights like, off. That. Oh, man, you have a candle burning? Jesus is always watching. Jesus is always watching. But I think that, I think why that's relevant is I almost wonder if the mom, now granted, it could be the drugs, it could be the prostitution, yeah. it could be the awful living situation, but if that dominatrix lifestyle kind of like she couldn't split it she couldn't be a dominatrix in her job and not her and life. not her life because she did abuse mary, mary bell, bell physically mentally. mentally i mean she um so they were so during this time she was also um very poor they lived in the poorest part and she her um her mom would even prostitute her five-year-old daughter so they can make bills yeah. and pay for her drug addiction. Yeah. So on top of everything that's going on with Mary Bell and her parents, she's also being into this lifestyle that she didn't sign up for. She's forced to have sex with men yep. at an unreasonable age. No person should ever no. be sold off to by their parents, which is devastatingly sad. Yeah. But so she... And I think, too, that yeah. says a lot about her crime specifically is not only was she getting prostitute, like getting sold for money and drugs, but she was around so much domestic abuse and so much domestic violence. And, you know, a lot of it is like there's not a lot of stories about specific situations, mm. but I try and put my mind in that situation where like what we know, I can only imagine that living that lifestyle because like yeah. how many different guys are coming in, how many fights are happening how many days are drugs getting slang in the house? How many yeah. days are, like, people coming in and beating each other up? Like, when you're at that young of an age, mm-hmm. you copy what you see. Yeah, and you can tell that a lot with her murders as well. Yeah. Because, um, so on top of her mom whoring her out, essentially, and 
doing awful things. Her mom even tried to kill her yeah. multiple times. But by the age of before the age of five, because by the age of five, I think she gave up and was then like, ah, oh, you can make money, I guess. Yeah. But she would like strangle her, but not kill her all the way. And she was found once with like a ton of like sleeping pills yep. and like she obviously ingested some but not enough to obviously kill her but like enough that it was noticeable that she had these i don't remember the drug name but she had she was given drugs she was beat all the time well, she had I'm, a lot of things going on and i'm not i would not be surprised at all and i couldn't find any information on this but with her mom being an active drug user mm-hmm. i imagine that she when she was born, she had to have had problems, right? Right. You know, I mean, I the, a lot of the stuff that regard in regards to Mary Bell that we're going to talk about is somewhat speculation just based off of the information we do have. Yeah. And what I kind of think is maybe her mom had a guy over making money or maybe it was just a fling or whatever, got mm-hmm. her pregnant, and she looked at Mary Bell as like, you're ruining my life. You're ruining the fun. Yeah. You know, you're ruining my career. Like, you're, you didn't want, and her mother was just mentally unstable as it was, and so she definitely couldn't take care of a child, because she was 17 when she had Mary Bell. Right. She was 17. Um, She even tried to, like, at, like, an abortion clinic, like, is what I was reading on here, was, like, her mom even just tried to, like, give her to random strangers and, like, take my baby, I don't want it. No. But she would be, like, already at the abortion clinic being like, oh, a little too late. I gave birth to it. Take it now. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. just, she did not want this child. And it, like, even reflected in, like, her school life a lot because she was very, um, she was an angry child. She would have, like, fits of rage. Yep. She, they talked to her about her a lot, just being, like, one second, like, okay, and the next it's like, oh, it's Mary Bell having a fit again. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, when they're talking about her as like a child it just kind of shows like how people obviously didn't care about children that much then because they would just like they're like oh just another mary bell rage you know like it wasn't really like i think no one ever investigated her home life because also during this time too um this area especially they had like tons of abandoned buildings kids were literally just left on the streets to hang out and play while they both of their parents worked it was just kind of like the the system they were raised in is mostly is that they're definitely a, there was it was definitely a nature kind of thing a nurture kind of thing because it was like she lived in a place where it was not uncommon to leave your kid on the street for eight hours a day so you can make money and then they'll come home yeah or your mom's a prostitute like that's that was a little extreme for that area oh, but absolutely. Still, like, it wasn't uncommon. It wasn't unheard of. It wasn't, it wouldn't have warrant Mary Bell to be taken out of the home. No, she's 100% a product of her environment. I don't, it's possible that she may have had chemical problems too. Like, maybe she did have some sort of weird thing going on, but I think this is 100% a product of of her. Yeah. Well, and also too, because, like, yeah, we can make the assumption maybe because when she was a child and almost died of drugs, um, she would, uh, you know, that could change it, but then if you see, when we talk about her later life, you can definitely tell it's definitely a product of her nurture, not her nature. Right, and one of the interesting facts that I would, I would like to bring up is the, and this opens a can of worms, but she, at the age of, I can't remember, six or seven, going through school, 
there was a lot of times where she did get in trouble for physically and mentally abusing other children. Yeah. And it was becoming a regular thing. And that bothers me just because of the fact that I get that the area that they lived in was not an uppity rich area. Yeah. But no one sat her down and was like, hey. You need to fucking calm down. And that could be maybe there is more to the story that we don't know because I really think that. There's not a lot of information on her. Yeah. And as you find out, I think that when Mary Bell did get. So she was convicted in 1968 of the two murders. Yeah. Um, I think we come to find out that maybe when she gets sentenced in the time that she has to do, that structure and relief from not being... Just just floating, basically. Yeah, like she doesn't have to go home and deal with all these heinous things, that that may have actually been the best situation for her. Yeah, but... Which is awful to say. Like, it's sad to think that the best situation for an 11-year-old kid is, you know, a boarding school in prison. Yeah, a boarding school in the prison, but... Yeah, but during this time, she did have, like, um, a best friend, Norma Bell. No relations. I think it's so funny, though, that they had the same last name, but no relations. Um, But that was one of her best friends, who was actually older than her, but they think that she, uh, Norma Bell, did have a little bit of mental problems because she wasn't a violent kid at all, but she was definitely a follower. Mm. And so that's why um, we'll talk a lot about also Norma Bell, but she doesn't get convicted at all. Because she, Mary Bell was looked at as the leader of all of it. Which, respect, because, like, you know, yeah, but, like, at the same time, I mean, like, Norma still did a bit of heinous things. That's why I'm, like, still confused as to how she got away with all of it. Right. But we'll go back to that once we go over the murders, obviously. (laughs) Sorry, I'm, like, I'm here, but I'm not here. No, I feel you. Well, hard to come in after July 4th. It's a, it's a... I'm glad. I'm just glad it wasn't on a Monday. Yeah. But. That would have been rough. But anyway, so she was known during school as the seeker. And she even had, like, issues of, like, choking other children. Yep. And, like, hitting other children. And, like, that's why she didn't really have a lot of friends either. Because people's moms still were like, you can't hang out with my kid if you're going to beat the shit out of my kid. You know, like, you're like, you can't hang out and, you know, do all this because, you know. Well, and I imagine going through all the awful things that Mary Bell did, like you mature so fast yeah and i'm sure that physically like she was probably stronger than all the kids because i imagine that she's had to deal with adults tossing her around and at some point you have to try and defend yourself yeah you have to defend yourself because also this area too was crime ridden and violence domestic violence even was kind of the norm everyone was dealing with something i think that's also why too it was kind of hard but easy to believe that they these girls could do something like that because um i think during this time a lot of people were like not really paying attention to the kids because they were you know watching the adults because the adults were fucking hog wild just crime and violence all day long so it's like the product of their environment for sure but so, two of the murders um, with Mary. The first boy who was, where is it? Early life, the murders. So, the first murder took place on May 25th, 1986. And this was um, I think the it's... day before her 11th birthday. So, she was 10 when she did this one, but the other one, she was 11. I think the date was a little earlier than Was 86. it a little earlier? She was convicted in 1968, I believe. 
Because, no, she was a, she was convicted in August 1968, but this happened in May 1968, it says. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I think... Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, okay, so they it, they did find her pretty fast. I thought, no, I, no, for no, some no. reason in my mind, it took a while. I think, I think, I thought I heard you say 86 instead of 68. That, I probably I was, did. That's what I was saying. I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know what? You know, I probably did. It's... It's one of those, it's a, it's a Monday. Remember, the lights are bright, people. The lights are bright, The lights people. are bright. The lights are bright. <laughs> But yeah, so the first murder happened on May 25th, 1968, before her 11th birthday, which is, what a way to celebrate your birthday. Right. I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> so, waking up and just going and strangling the neighborhood kids. The neighborhood kids. But this one she did alone. So this one was the first time. So the first time she did it alone. I think she kind of told Norma about it and brought her into the second one. But this one she did alone. And she, what did she do exactly? She did it. Was she I'm trying to think? Because I know she. There was the little boy. This one, he was. The first one was what was he? Four. Four. Yeah. So we found Martin Brown, which I saw a picture of the two little boys, and I like cried a little because they were so freaking cute, like adorable little kids. But so she kind of during this time there was so many abandoned buildings. She kind of like took him into one of these buildings because it wasn't uncommon for other kids to play with other kids and like just take them places because they'll come back home you know right because that no one's paying attention to the kids so she takes him into this house and she strangles him and kind of just leaves him there to be found later because i mean i mean just because her family didn't care if she came home or not some people did obviously right. it, it, people these it's not like this whole town was just didn't give a shit about kids so Obviously, a four-year-old goes missing. Everyone goes and searches, and then they found his body alone. But they also kind of, because of Mary being ten and not strong enough to like truly strangled, it made it. It almost looked like he fell, and so they originally didn't think of it as a murder. They thought it was an accident. Right. With him, so that's kind of like how, like you know. I don't know how to like best describe it, like how she was able to kind of get away with it in a way is because of how like she left marks, but not really because her hands are so small it and was so, a, so weak. It was a strangulation from my understanding that took a while instead of like... Like, like if, if an adult if, strangles a child, it's going to take a couple seconds. Yeah, you'll smash But a child their... smoking, ch- or choking another child, I assume that would probably take forever. I imagine it was like the process of like, him sh- I mean, this is dark, right? But, like, I imagine it was a struggle, and then he went unconscious, and then she just kept going until he completely stopped breathing. Yeah. like Which could does, be a while. Yeah, because it doesn't give, like, crazy amount of details. Like, I mean, she did write a book about, or did a book about, like, what it was, but I think she was more about her life in yeah. general, not really the murders. So Now, don't quote me on this, but I know that at least one of the boys, there was some other stuff that happened afterwards. That was the second one. That's when Norma got involved. That's why I'm, like, confused about Norma not getting any sentences. But I think it's also, too, because Norma felt guilt. Mary Bell didn't feel guilt. Right. Initially. But, so that's what happened is, um, so she, they they believe she did that one alone. Um, but between that one and the second killing, she kind of told Norma, who was a couple years older than her, and then they, um, that's when they like broke into that nursery in Scottswood where um where that house 
They were like on the outskirts. That's why I'm like confused about their geography because there's so many little towns within yeah. towns that I'm like. I think so that Newcastle is like comparing to our city. Like Newcastle is Davis County, but then there's like Kaysville, Farmington, Bountiful. With like, oh yeah, I like think all that's of us. how I think it is, but I'm I not mean, sure. I might be wrong. Yeah, we'll look it up if we ever did another English person, but. And so her and Norma then go into break into the nursery in that area, and then like, like write notes about like I killed the baby I strangled the baby and um and they and the police really because of like how the first body was found the police was like it's just some kids pranking us like it's not real like they didn't take it seriously and they still just thought it was an accident to happen with that little boy um so that's what happened with the first murder but the second murder is where it gets pretty heinous in my opinion yeah it's very because That's because now Mary Bell is involved, Norma, and so on July 31st, 1968, they took part in this one together. Um, So this time it was three-year-old Brian Howe, Um, and this one they didn't take him into an abandoned area, they took him into like like a wasteland or like somewhere in Scottswood where it was just kind of like an empty field, Mm -hmm. kind of, was what it sounded like. and so they strangled him, killed him, and then they came back. That's the part that kills me is that they came back to the body and then mutilated him. Yeah. Because they, because um, of the autopsy, you can tell that he was, everything that happened to him was after post-mortem. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they came back was like well, ballsy, I, but I, like also like. It's hard because you have to put yourself in the mindset of an 11-year-old right now. Granted, she's not a typical 11-year-old. She's yeah. done things that, God, we hope most adults never have to go through. Yeah. So, I mean, it. I, I try to think, like, from, like, a psychology point of view, like, if this was her trying to, like, say, like, this is how I wish I could kill the people who have hurt me but I'm so small, I can't, I have to do it to this kid. Like, mm-hmm. And it's a man that represents probably the sexual abuse and the prostitution that she's had to do. Like, Yeah, and I think that's too, because... Um, so, it's definitely planned. I don't think they just did this and went like, hey, let's go do this right away. I think that she did formulate a lot of plans around doing this. Um, yeah. Ooh, which kind of, I think, goes into why she did get convicted yeah well and i think that's too like yeah definitely um because it's hard to tell what really happened after the fact the body died because um because you're dealing with a 13 year old 11 year old their statements contradict each other so you know they don't really know what happened because like there's a different couple theories so the initial theory was is they killed him left and then mary bell came back and then mutilated him because he was found with an n carved into his stomach and then it looked like someone else carved the n into an m kind of thing and um also they used a razor and like cut off a bunch of his hair because they found hair laying around him um his legs were all shredded and then they like mutilated his penis and so i think that's where the abuse of men kind of come into play why mary bell would have done that is because i think she just did it by association because like well, As, you know. Well, and I think, too, like, um, if it were to go further, mm-hmm. it could have potentially been something that was, like, serial killer vibes because it did have, like, 
at least when I saw the hair stuff, right? Like you kind of think like, oh, is that is that like a, a trophy? Like a trophy? Like did she cut off his hair to like keep any of it? Because like I mean, they never found any of it on our person, our personal belongings. But I mean, as a kid, you can always hide stuff and never tell anybody. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. But so essentially, what happened was once he died they mutilated him and since the kids were young oh it's kai but since they um since that happened it was just a lot it is and it's it's scary to think too that even 11 year olds can have that kind of uh desire yeah which when we get a little later in the episode i have quite a few different other ones that children just do that right because you just never think like a child could think to do that when i thought of one now that we've been going that we can talk about later in the episode but the whole uh um slenderman killers the two girls yeah because they were under 18 i don't remember if they were like 13 14 or whatever we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that later but yeah so anyways so essentially once they find this body they're like okay maybe that note we found in the nursery isn't a coincidence and maybe this second little boy correlates with the first one because this was a month apart right and so by august of 1968 um they started to associate but also during this time they kind of like started looking at children more so than adults because of um because of like the strangulation not being like adult hands and things like that but the thing that kind of gave them pointers to mary bell was um after this happened mary bell and norma was hanging out and her um, norma's dad came home and literally freaked out because mary bell was strangling norma and Mm. had to break the two apart and that's when even norma's dad was like to the police was like i think i have a suspect for you yeah um, this girl just tried to strangle my daughter not even i think realizing his daughter was involved initially as well i have a weird speculation about this and i'm curious where you sit on this mm-hmm. you know with her being involved in different things right and like yeah. her mom being a dominatrix do you almost think that maybe the strangulation was so common in their household that maybe she thought that that was like normal normal like or just like a way to get what you want from somebody because like in 2020 right we all know like choking is really popular especially when it comes in the bedroom but back then like it wasn't a thing you talked about it wasn't a thing you talked about so maybe to her it was a very common like hey like yeah especially too if um like if she was seeing her mom be a dominatrix because it's kind of hard because you don't really know what was happening especially because it's been so long now but um I think you can easily say, like, yeah, probably because of her mom. And, and, and you know what? Just because your mom's a dominatrix does not mean you're going to be a serial killer by any means. No. But I think in this kind of setting where I think she probably saw her mom do it to other people, it could definitely, like, make sense in a sense that, especially during this time period where it wasn't common to be a dominatrix. And also, too, I don't doubt that when her mom would be annoyed with Mary Bell or wanted to do something, she probably choked her. Yeah. So it's probably just she saw she had a hat done to her and did it to other people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm and sure then, it was I mean it's that thing, right? Like even if you're around kids who aren't in situations like this, if you start doing something and they think yeah. that you're cool or whatever, they're gonna start doing it too. Like Yeah, like I mean that's what like the whole um 
how kids are. Yeah, that's how kids are. That's why the whole um, dare drugs is yeah. like, they're like, just because your friends do it doesn't mean you need to do it. But also, you know that if your friends are doing drugs, you're probably going to end up doing drugs. Yeah. It's just like you do it by association. association. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, like, then that's the thing, too. It's like, just because all, all your friends do drugs doesn't mean you're going to do drugs. But in a sense that because she's so young and impressionable and also her mom's trying to kill her so many times before the age of five, essentially, I wouldn't be surprised. When something's so readily available, you typically will do it one way or the other. Yeah, and I think it's also, too, kind of goes back to um, she definitely, like, thinks she was so abused all the time. She wanted to be the center of attention, and that's why she's always a problem child. She always, like, in school, like, she was wanting to be a show-off and, like, have a reputation of being a person and, like, She's even quoted saying as a kid, I like hurting little things because they can't fight back. Well, and I think... think, Go ahead, sorry. Like, yeah, going back to, like, how her herself could never defend herself. Now she's in the the power move. She's in, like, the position to be the one harming someone else instead of being harmed. Well, and I think, too, what we know about bullying in 2020, right, is, like, typically the ones who bully are always the ones who have the most problems and they don't necessarily bully just because like they like to hurt other people but it's a cry for attention it's a cry for help and they don't know how to ask for help because in their household you just get hit you just get hit yeah and like if someone's acting like a quote-unquote a bitch you hit them yeah you know so i think that that's a lot i think there's a lot of (laughs) very obvious things that this was going on in 2020 in a place that wasn't yeah. awful, they'd be able to stomp it out. But because poor areas, shitty school system, it sounds like. And also know, this wasn't, no one cared. Yeah, no one cared. 1968, 60s, kids were still just fucking kids. They, they weren't. They didn't even have milk on cart, like ch- like missing children. Yeah. That, that wasn't a thing. They didn't care. Yeah. They were just like, oh, maybe they'll show up. Yeah, they'll, they'll come back. They'll come back eventually. If they maybe. don't, we'll make a couple more. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's cool. easy. It's whatever. Everyone can do it. Exactly. So... But yeah, so that happened, and on December 17th, 1968, she was convicted of manslaughter, not murder, but manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility, Um, and so they basically diagnosed her as a, uh, what is it, classic symptoms of a psychopath, um, described, the judge described her as a dangerous threat to society, and she's very, um, she's a great risk to other children. Yes. Because it looks like she was mostly, well, obviously she was more into her and children. So, um, but Norma, she was acquitted because, because um, when they were doing the interviews and like the psyche vows and stuff, they, Norma had remorse and she regret doing what she did. Mary Bell had no remorse and I didn't really understand what she did wrong. Yeah. It was more she just didn't understand what she did wrong and more of like, well, it is what it is. Right, and I will say, I will give credit to the the legal team on that side of it because instead of just sending her to go rot... In jail, yeah. They gave her different opportunities to try and... Because, I mean, it, when you hear about all the facts, right, like, you, you can sit back and think, like, well, fuck, if she just had... A normal mm-hmm. upbringing, like, just probably would have never happened. But because she was in such a fucked up situation, oh, yeah. she needs help. 
And she's not 40. This isn't some 40-year-old no. lady. And she's not even 18 yet. She's 11. She hasn't even hit her puberty yet. Yeah. Like, we, like I mean, most girls don't even start their periods until they're, like, 13, 14. Right. And so, like, she definitely was a child when this happened. Yeah. And so, instead of just throwing her into jail or juvie, they actually sent her off to boarding school. Yeah. Which is crazy, because while she was there... You can tell how much she grew as a person because then she was, like, talking to her mom and was like, Mom, if you just admit that you are a bad mother and that you raised me and that this is what you did to me as a child, I would probably be getting out of here now. And her mom was like, I'm never going to admit. Because her mom didn't want her reputation ruined. But yet, her mom would still then go off and sell pictures that she drew, letters, talk about her all the time to the media for money. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Yet, she would never admit to fault that because she was made her daughter a child prostitute, tried to kill her, do all this stuff that she didn't create a killer. Her mom is a grade-A scumbag. Her mom's a grade-A like, scumbag. Like, I, it, it's crazy to think that... <sighs> you almost think that the mom should have gotten more charges than Mary Bell did. Her mom should have gotten some kind of charge in general. On the principle alone of just prostituting her daughter out at age five. Yeah. Should definitely have been, like, the kicker because it's, like... That, hap- that shit happens nowadays. That lady's probably getting hung in the street. Yeah, she probably get... Yeah, she would go to jail and she would get... She would die in jail. Yeah, 100%. 100%, unless they put her away in the pedophile unit. Yeah. Any, yeah. And, like... Yeah, and, like... But... She so, so she goes to jail. Mary or Mary Bell goes. It's more of like she goes to like uh like a like a like a boarding school. Yeah. But it was kind of like it was definitely like a boarding school for um, troubled. troubled youth. Yeah. So she went to boarding school. Um, and then when she graduated, she went to more core open prison. Um, until. She was, what, 23? Yes, So 23. she was 23. But, yeah, so she went to then, like, the, it was called, yeah, Moore's Court Open Prison, which sounds like, um, basically, it was prison, but they made it, it was, like, prison, but it was mostly, like, a halfway house, it sounded like, because it was kind of like you took care of yourself, and you didn't really have tons of, like, um, Supervision. No, yeah, and you yeah. definitely had more freedom to try and like figure your own shit out in a way. Like, it, yeah, it definitely seemed like something that would be beneficial for a lot of a lot of people. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting that and great because like you hear so many times where like people just get thrown away and then of, they're just gone from society. Yeah, forever. or they're stuck in the system for the rest of their life. Like, yeah. It really sounded, and this is the reason why I don't think that she's a serial killer, is after leaving prison when she's 23, she served a total of 12 years, and yeah. you know some of that was in the boarding school, and some of that was in mm-hmm. the open prison, I think that that structure is all she really wanted in life, because I am, you know, going home and having, who knows what would happen at her house, right? I imagine there was oh, plenty yeah. of times where she just didn't even go home. And it gave her a structure that she could follow. And I think that any kid needs that. They need some sort of structure. Yeah. 
Well, and also, too, because, like, yeah, so she went to, like, the boarding school where I think she then got, like, a proper education and a yeah. proper, like, mental health doctor, like, a, de- a, th- a therapist. I don't know why I said mental health doctor. A therapist where she, like, had to learn. Where, I like how they, instead of just throwing her in jail and, labeling her, la- like, leaving her and labeling her as a killer, because she did kill people. Yeah. But instead of just throwing her away, especially someone so young and still so malleable, can change back because I don't think if she wasn't raised in that situation she would never have been a killer in my opinion I agree I think she has psychopathic tendencies because she didn't know what was normal she didn't know that that really really wasn't okay because she was um, raised a psychopath she was raised that way she was raised to be that way I mean my mom was trying to kill me at the age of three multiple times hey and just a quick hot take just like how no one's born a racist people become racist yeah, no one's born a racist, and yet by your um, family's beliefs or what you read or what you actually decide to believe, then you kind of become a racist. So I think, and I think that thing. I think Mary Bell specifically, because there isn't a track of like she wasn't labeled a sociopath or any of those type of yeah. things. That some, not all, but some serial killers tend to have like that sort of you know mental health problem or yeah. mental health struggle. She didn't have any of that, so I it was a hundred percent a product. And I think the only reason why Mary Bell is so talked about is because when this incident happened, yeah, it was so popular in that area that's yeah. just carried over into the serial killer culture. I think it is because it's well. I mean, she's eleven years old. It's fucking wild, shocking. But I think um, her case as well is like a great look for. Um, for the psychology world of nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to, are you a product of nature? Or are you a product of your environment? And I think she was a product of her environment because once she was taken out of her environment, given a structured life, went to, she did go to jail. She was yeah. like, she couldn't, cause like, um, cause she was in the open prison, but she did try to escape and had a 29 day penalty of where she couldn't yes. leave that prison ever for not 29 days. And she never did it again. I wish and that so there was like, more information about that because I almost wonder if – I want to know if that was like a teenage rebellion thing or if that was like, hey, I actually think that I'm better now. Yeah, because she did it when she was really like – I think it's because I like also too, when you're – 12 years is still a long time to be held in a place, you know? So I right. think it was kind of like – Partially, I just don't think she really thought about it. I think she was probably just, like, testing her waters. Like, you know, testing the limits. Yeah, See course. what she can kind of get away with. Everyone does that when they're younger. Well, especially when you're a teenager and you don't really get to have your rebellious, rebellious phase because, you know, you murdered someone. So that's your consequence. Right. She, she took her punishment. She took her medicine. Yep, yep. She took her as medicine. As the, the Shining. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> oh, my God. I have so, oh, anyways. That was a... Side note, I, <laughs> I forgot that um, we do a book podcast, if you guys don't know already. Shout out. It's great shout outs to Read Between the Wines. We did The Shining once, and I started seeing the sky, and I was like, oh, listen to our podcast, and I knew that was a good episode. And we hung out recently the other day, and I like made a joke about The Shining, and I was like, I hate that movie. And he's like, oh, I know how you feel about The Shining. And I was oh. like, how? And I was like, I listened to your podcast, and I was like... God damn, it's happening. I was like, oh, no. That's okay. No. Another funny side note that's not associated with true crime. When I started seeing my girlfriend, yeah. she listened to the podcast, and one of the first things she heard me say was me talking about beard rides. 
and how everyone seems to really enjoy them. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forget people can just watch the podcast and I hear me talk. I forget that people can just know everything if I just say it on the internet. <laughs> it's great. But but. Anyways, to get back to Mary Bell, one of the other reasons why I truly think that she's not a serial killer is how she acted when she got out. Yes, when she got out, she got full anonymity and, and, and it's a hard word and I hate it. Anonymity. 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 Anyways, anamity. what it means is you are completely anonymous. You're given a new name. You're basically given a new identity, so you aren't associated with who you were prior to this. Will work. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to pronounce words. Oh, the computer's really slow right now. But anonymity. Anyways, whatever. But she got that when she was released. She got a new name when she was released. So the courts deemed her worthy enough for society because they gave her that. They gave her a new name and a new life, essentially, to yep. start. Well, not really, like, give her a new life. Like, she didn't live comfortably afterwards. She had no. to work and be a normal person in society. And then... Um, Four years later, she had a daughter. She had a daughter. She had a daughter who then anonymity. God damn, that scared the shit out of me. Oh, that's such a little bit. Thanks, computer. Thanks, computer. Let's turn off that volume. Um, (laughs) So that's some true crime right there. That was terrifying. (laughs) Um, So they get it and they give it. I didn't realize this, but technically, legally. Her daughter was born with that safe net as well, that anemone, anonymity. I didn't even realize what it said because I was no, so shocked. No, it shocked me. But um, with Mary Bell getting that, technically her children aren't safe from that. I didn't realize that about the justice system. So Mary Bell actually had to go to court for her daughter yeah. to fight because um, the press, when I think her daughter was about 14, because um, I think when her daughter turned like 12 or 10, it kind of released the time period of it. Right. And the press were trying to get to her daughter, so they were able to get it for her daughter. So it was, like, illegal to... There was even one circumstance yeah. where the press had gone and found where they were staying. Yeah. And they had to put, like, bed sheets over their face to escape and get out of there because, I truly, Mary Bell didn't want that want past that. haunting her. She didn't want her daughter to know what she, she didn't, did. She didn't want anything to do with her past. Like, the only thing she ever had to do with her past was about a book. But especially when it comes to her daughter, she didn't like. She didn't want her daughter involved. So that's when they went to the courts and was like, you need to protect my daughter because what can I do? I have to leave my house with bed sheets over my face? Right. And, and for the record, she did win that court case. So her daughter did have the full... Anonymity for the rest of her life as well as, as a granddaughter. In 2009, she had her first granddaughter. And all we know of hers, her name is Z because they didn't want any of the names to go out there. Mm-mm. Her name's Z, and she also got that um, right as well of an enemy and an enemy to me. Um, but yeah, and currently, uh, Mary Bell is 36 years old, living her life. No one really knows where, who, nope. what, where, if she ever married, if she ever did anything. The only time she ever really talked about her murders and I was reading like this one person gave her a lot of like a lot of shit for it because the thing is I don't I don't think what Mary Bell did was in any way okay. No. But I think if you really look at what 
happened to her as a child was not even remotely okay either. And it just, it's what happened. And um, she did actually write a book about it. And she got like $50,000 to personally speak out about what she did, how she did it. And then talking about with this person of like how she like regrets it and like her life and like how she like, um, and it, and the book is mainly about what it, what what would you do if you were Mary Bell in this situation? And it talks a lot about Mary Bell's life as a child and what kind of drove her to it in a way of like how she doesn't even like she never even could never she could never know what was right or wrong because she just. Well, and I think, too, like, I don't know, we're at, this is, we, we talked about this with John Wayne Gacy on the last episode. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't heard that one, make sure you go back and check it out. Website will be up soon. Um, yes. It's, it's a fine line, right? It's a fine line. What she did was awful and heinous, but I think in her particular circumstance, it's a little bit different. And she probably did the $50,000 book deal to better herself and her family that she had at the moment. And also, too, to be an av- advocate to kids in her situation because it's like not all kids in her situation are obviously going to like kill somebody, but it does lead to bad situations and bad... Like, they might not kill somebody, but they might be, like, in a different way bad, but also they could be really good people. Every person's different. You can't really judge one person on something... <laughs> Especially with, like, how their childhood was. I mean... Well, let's not pretend either that if she wanted to be that person to cash in on that, she could have made a lot more than $50,000. Oh, yeah. she And then she also wouldn't be protecting her children and grandkids from Like, I really... Honestly, like, so we have, like, set things that we like to talk about when we're doing this podcast. And one of them is, like, the turning point. Yeah. And I, I think there's a turning point for when she did the murders, when she committed them. Yeah. But I also think this might be the only time that we ever talk about a positive turning point. I think it is when she actually had that structure in her life and she realized that, like, oh, so life isn't just me getting sexually abused and strangled and having to go home terrified or all this type of stuff. And that there yeah. is a bigger picture than me just being an object. And I think that she had that turning point and was able to switch her mindset which i'm sure it was through lots of work and lots of struggle and lots of therapy and different things like that but she was able to push through and realize like oh i can actually have somewhat of a normal life and she did i mean from what we know right i mean a normal life is having a kid and you know yeah going about your business and that's all she seemed to want unless she is like something crazy now we don't know about it because she would be what She's born in 57? She's 63 now. So, I mean... She's, she's, yeah, she's a grandmother. And her daughters would be what? Like, in their 30s. Yeah, her grandkid, if she was born in 2009, is 11. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, granddaughter, yeah. Her granddaughter's 11, so her daughter would be probably, like, 40 now. Yeah. Well, no. She She had it when she was 23, 28. She had him when she was 28, right? 27? 27 or 28. And then her daughter, I mean, her daughter had teen pregnancy. Who, who knows? Yeah. Who am I to judge? No. Happens. Happens. But, um... But that's the thing. when we, we don't know a lot about her life, but I almost think that's a positive to take away from the situation because... Yeah, if, she's not banking on it. She's not banking on it, and if she was bad and evil, 
Well, yeah. I'm sure we would know about it. She would continue on with it, but I, because like in the her book, it's called Cries Unheard: Why Children Kill, the story of Mary Bell, and a lot of it just goes into um, her childhood and how her it basically even in the summary it talks about her breaking point of like when she just doesn't like she almost disassociates because she's like I don't know what life is yeah and nothing makes sense. Because she doesn't get to, because she doesn't, like, also, too, you got to think this time, you don't get to see, like, what life really could be, or you don't get the classic sitcoms that are, have happy endings, you know? Like, you don't see that. You only get to see what's real right well, then and there. And to go with the disassociation, right? Like, you've seen The Haunting on Hill House, right? Yeah. The TV series. There was that scene where they, one, I think it was that show, I might be wrong, but where the there was, like, an investigator, and they were investigating, like, one of the girls. They were talking about some monster. Am I thinking of a different show? I think I might be. Oh, no, you're thinking of, uh, no, that's the right one where it was um, the one sister who can touch you and kind of see you who you are as a person and how. Right. Oh, yeah, she was an investigator, and the one yeah. girl was saying that her house was, there was a monster downstairs There's in the basement. There was a monster in her house. But the reality was is her stepdad or it dad was. her was foster dad was. A, sexually abusing her, and she saw this piece of wood. That looked that, like a monster. And it. She took all the trauma and horror from that and put it in this monster. When in reality, yeah. the monster was the foster dad. It was the foster dad? Because yeah, because um, she was a she's a child psychologist. Yeah. Or no, is she a personal investigator. One or the other. She does a little bit of both, I think. But, but regardless, that's to, yeah. that's a reality that we live in, where you where kids disassociate trauma because they can't their brain's not developed enough; they can't handle it. Yeah. So I. I mean, like there's in, a my, lot. in my personal life, like my my mom left when I was six. And, like, I didn't realize, like, how fucked up the situation was until I was, like, in the eighth, like, ten years later. Yeah. It was, like, it was like it was basically about, like, when I was, like, she left when I was six. Like, the day after Christmas, never said goodbye, just Jeez. left. And I never really associated, and I never, I don't remember that, because I've always disassociated that as, it's okay, she's taking care of my sister's. And I always, like, put my mom almost in this different scenario of, like, what she was doing. Like, almost like she was being, like, a savior to my sisters. When in reality, she was actually being, like, worse, giving my sisters a worse off mm. situation. But it's, like, besides that, like, it doesn't even really matter. It's, like, it's just kids disassociate so easily because their brains can't comprehend how awful life is. Yeah, it's so much knowledge to take in. It's and... so much so quick, especially someone so young, especially at Mary, Bell, Mary Bell's age. Where she's literally like a prostitute at the age of five. Yeah. Like no child should ever have to do that. Like no person has like, like if you become one at eighteen and it's consensual and that's what you want to do, that's one thing. Or you know, and like it's sad how many women get into that situation where they don't have the choice; they just have to do it. Right. And I mean, like, it's not always like there's nothing wrong with like. Um, being a prostitute if that's what you want to do right. but in a situation where you're not you don't have a choice yeah, it's set. so easy to disassociate and I think that's also partially too if we probably if like the psychologist like put out the files on Mary Bell that's probably why we don't know a lot about her as well is because of the anonymity that she got um, it probably sealed a lot of her records too yeah. so that's probably why we don't know a lot about her psyche at the time and how she probably overcame yeah what happened to her like processing wise yeah well i mean she was in the system for 12 years 12 years that's a lot of time to get therapy and get help and 
I, I don't know. Right I, person. I came out of the research on this one. Granted, there's not a whole bunch of stuff you can find. Yeah. But I came out of this one actually more positive instead of where Gacy, I felt like, oh my God, this is. This is this, mad, the, mad. Gacy scared me. Gacy scared me. Where Mary Bell kind of like. And it's sad too because even nowadays, if you Google it, you just see this terrifying mugshot picture of her, like. Oh, yeah. Dark but, eyes, dark uh, hair. I don't know if you guys can see that, but like. Yeah, like it's. It's. It's it's haunting. Just look up a picture. It's just like the picture they pick of her is not and and like it's almost like we still make her out to be this terrible person when in reality, like once you know the whole story, you kind of feel for her in the sense that what she did was still bad, and I don't ever want to. It's tough when we start talking about things like this, right? Because the two victims didn't deserve anything, right? Like, yeah. Martin Brown and Brian Howe, like, yeah. those kids died at such a young age and didn't even understand what was going on, and that itself is is so bad and so sad, and, like, and it's tough to, like, really say something positive about the situation. Yeah. But I think that making Mary Bell out to be... Maybe the 11-year-old Mary Bell was a monster, but 23-year-old plus Mary Bell wasn't. Yeah. And that's like it's it's really it's a hard line, especially in this situation because it's like she did take two lives. It's it is unforgivable. Yeah. But does it mean? And not saying that we should first start forgiving murderers, no. especially adult no. murderers, because when you're an adult, I feel like you know exactly what you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, in this case, you can. Ha- I feel like this one is definitely a good like controversy of whether or not to forgive or forget in the situation because definitely like even like the victim's families are outraged were outraged by her being able to go back into society 12 years later and oh, they yeah. say they were saying like where's the protection for the victims because you're giving the protection of the killer but that just goes into the sense of where do we because like I mean the the it's a little political, but where do you where do you put the line of trusting your justice system? In a sense, especially like in the UK, their justice system's a little bit. I don't know how it is there, but it sounds like a much better place than what we're getting with ours right now. Right. Because unlike, because um, what it sounds like from them is they took her for twelve years and basically raised her into being a person of that's okay for society. Right. And like. Instead of just, like, tossing her out into, like, just, like, um, juvie it. or something and just kind of being, like, figure right. it out. Yep. good luck. And then, like, when she's 18, you're like, all right, you go into society, you're alone. They kind of, like, reformed her. They made her a better person where, and she became a better person because I don't doubt for a second they kept tabs on her the whole, her whole life. I know we still keep tabs on her to make sure she's not a murderer. Well, and on top of the fact too, like if you put yourself in adult version, Mary Bell's life, right? Yeah. If she really truly did recover. Yeah. And became a, you know, a A positive member of society. Yeah. A positive member of society. She's living with that demon every day. She has to live with the fact of what she did every single day. Yeah, she day. killed two small children with her bare hands. With her bare hands and then mutilated one of them. Yeah. But with that in mind, too, it's like, I mean, oh, um, from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Mr. <laughs> Mosby, 
hit someone with his, with his car when he was drunk, and yeah. he still gets to live every day of his life. Yeah. You know, because they considered it manslaughter, not murder, because of how young she was. And that's where I think that's where, like, the line really does draw is because it was manslaughter, not murder. Can we take, we, we make tasteless jokes on here. Yeah. Bruce Jenner killed someone on a car, but Caitlyn Jenner sure didn't, apparently. Good, good facts. I guess we're not going to, I guess we just forgot about that situation, yeah. right? Like, like just because you change your name and gender doesn't mean we're going to, so we're going to forgive everything that happened in yeah. here other paths yeah so i mean like yeah that's where it goes too and i think i think it's at that point it's kind of like you that's your opinion and you should believe what you want to think if you don't think she should belong in society that's fine yeah me and like i get it i understand where you come from i think she's 63 now she's living her life we don't know anything about her it's not like i mean even um because we talked about it last episode with John Wayne Gacy's sister, but there's that um, the Craigslist killer's daughter has an entire TV show, and she's banking on the fact that her dad killed tons of people, and how she wants to help like um, killers' family members cope with the fact by like talking to the victims' families, and like to me that's fucked up in a sense because it's like. You didn't kill anybody. Your dad did. Your dad was a monster. But now you're making the money by yeah. what your dad did. That, to me, is where I draw the line of what's okay and not okay. Like, I mean, I've watched the show a few times because, like, we're doing our research, and I want to hear how the family perceived this person because it's, like, obviously you don't really know anybody. Right. Unless, you know, you don't know anybody. You just don't. Yeah. But, um... Like, to me, that's more sickening. And, like, she did this book deal, which a lot of people give her shit for because it's like, well, you're making money off the fact that you killed kids. But she's also bringing an awareness of what it's like to be a kid during the 60s, which during the 60s, kids had no rights whatsoever. Right. John Mulaney, the comedian, talks about how his, he's like, the most civil rights I've ever seen come into my lifetime were for children's rights yeah. because children didn't have rights back then. So I think it's kind of like working a double-edged sword. Yeah, working grown man factory jobs and shit. Like. like, yeah, like kids were shit on so much back then. And I think Mary Bell was just unfortunate. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There are some children serial killers we can get into that are just messed up in the head. Yep. And that's kind of like where it goes back to, like, Case by case. It's case by case. And I just think in Mary Bell's situation, it was nurture, not nature. But then you go to, like, a Dahmer, where it's definitely in their nature, because from the beginning, he was killing, decapitating, um, what it, skinning and, like, yeah. dissolving animal bones and body parts. Like, so that's from, like, the beginning of, like, I think that's just in the, his nature. Right. But I think, and you could tell that because it goes into their later life. And not that, like, everyone that killed an animal as a kid is going to be a murderer, but it does give that kind of tendency of, like, that is a first sign. She didn't really even have that as much. Like, she didn't really have that sick pleasure of doing it. It just, she did it to these kids because it was happening to her. So, I think it was that disassociation. But, Absolutely. you know, everyone has their opinions. You could be totally wrong with this and think that she doesn't deserve anything oh yeah and and you know and i i definitely sit on the fence with the book deal still a little bit but i like what you said with the whole idea of like 
did she do the book strictly for money or did she do the book to try and like raise tell awareness. her story and raise awareness and that's yes. always a fine line that's a fine line and i think too also too you have to think she might also wanting to be saving her reputation because her mom was selling all of their secrets yeah. on the side besides her own. Her mom was just telling everybody about Mary Bell, not what her mom was doing to her. Yeah. That's what kid was hush-hush, and that's why we know what happened to Mary Bell as a kid, mostly because of what Mary Bell told this author, which, I mean, also, too, that's all she made. If she did a book now on her own fucking millions serial killer culture would eat it up eat it up and then her kids would have royalties she would have royalties she could go start doing podcasts she could talk do podcasts. Shows. yeah if she was like i want to come out and start living my story and making money that's when it's like okay okay that's you why you gotta not do that because you gotta live with what you did that's why i take away a more positive than negative from this is like going into like the 2000s where serial killers and murder and stuff like that that culture started becoming like cult fans yeah like there was fans of serial killer culture like and like even today both of us are fans of how crazy it is i like the true crime aspect but it's not like i definitely i'm not gonna like get a tattoo or buy any merchandise of this serial killer on it like i'm not good i'm not I'm more interested in the psychology. I love psychology. I was going to become a psychologist. I was going to be a criminal psychologist for the longest time because it was so fascinating to think of. Because I'm just like that kind of person. I like to put myself in someone else's shoes. And it's really hard to understand and get into some like a murderer's self shoes because you're like, I could not so fathom. So vastly different. And that's where like it's really interesting, the psychology of like everything, especially like the psychology of like Mary Bell. There's not a lot out there because I think... Well, I think that's um goes to I don't know how it is in England, but like I know, like laws here is that like if you do like a crime at a certain age, it gets kind of like hush hush and sealed in your records. Yeah. Because you're a minor. Right. Same so, here a little bit. Yeah, and I think that well, that's what I was talking about. They have something here that like seals the records. Because what was it? There's another crime that, like, if they would have just opened their records, but because it happened when they were a minor, they couldn't legally do it without, like, subpoenas and warrants, but there wasn't enough information. But if yeah. they would have had the records, they would have, like, solved it faster or something. I don't know. That might have also been a TV show. I just love crime. Right. And that's the thing. I'm the same way, right? I think crime, especially in 2020, is the most interesting aspect of just life because it's still going on. I don't think it will ever stop. And no. getting in the minds of you know, serial killers or just murderers or cults or whatever it might be. Yeah. Is like the last dying, well, not dying, but the last like taboo thing that isn't ever going to be allowed in culture. Yeah, it's definitely not. Well, it's just sticky. You know, yeah. everyone has their opinions on it, and that's why it's like you just got to respect other people's opinions. Like um, when I was talking about that guy last, last, last podcast about um, how he like, he would sell paintings for John Wayne Gacy, and he literally was like, oh, I'm just a collector, but if someone burned my house down and didn't hurt any of my family and destroyed all my memorabilia, or he's like, if I died and my family just set my house on fire, oh well, oh, well I, it, it, I just like collecting it. It'd be cool if it went to a museum, but if someone deemed it not, or just decided to destroy it, it wouldn't bother me because I find it fascinating but i don't care about it right. it's just cool to look at 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's I think I think that's true crime in general. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And it, it's real, you know, because like we real. can we could have a podcast about fantasy books, but in, it's not. It's not reality. It's not reality. You it's, know? Not, it's not something that'll happen. It's the most dramatic thing that's in reality. True yeah. crime is drama that is real. It's and real drama. It's you know cases like this, Mary Bell. I think there's a lot to learn from it. And I think people could take away some interesting stuff that could be viable. Yeah. When I think it helps um, in the psychology world, especially like learning about children and like understanding like the nature versus nurture, why it's such a big hot topic. And like, I don't know how you stand on it, but I think you, everyone's a product of their nurture and just a tiny bit of their nature. I don't think there's one or the other. I don't think it's black or white. I think it's a little bit of both, but I think a most majority of it is their 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 nurture. Yeah, I I definitely think that I think that there's very few cases where it is nature. Yeah. Cuz like even even your most famous serial killers had some sort of fucked up childhood. Yeah. In some way or the other. They had something that like was their turning point right. into why they are the way they are. But I think there's also a little bit of something in your nature to be a hundred percent okay with that because like something that might have happened to taught Ted Bundy probably happened to another guy, but this guy didn't go and murder people. But this guy did. Right. You know, it's like I think it's like I think it's that's why I think it's like a mixture of both because I think there still has to be that a chemical imbalance to be like, Oh, that happened. I'm gonna continue doing my thing. Right. And I mean I I think too one thing that is sad is when there's labels that get thrown around, right? Because Ted Bundy was what a sociopath, or uh, yeah, because um, there's sociopath, psychopath, different things like that. But Bundy didn't feel empathy for anything he was doing, right? Yeah. But there's people who live with that who are very successful and very well ingrained in society. Oh, like a, also like a narcissist as well. Yeah, like they're there's like, like yeah, like I mean, just because yeah. So I, I mean, think that it does have to be a combination of both because I don't think that everyone who might fall under just like this category or this blanket mm-hmm. isn't going to end up being a serial killer that it's like a spectrum right like you could be oh, yeah a sociopath but still be a hundred percent an amazing human being yeah you know and i i know one specifically great awesome very productive does yeah. a lot of things for society he just happens to have that, that diagnose and that part of his brain that just because of how he was born it just doesn't work it just doesn't work and there's nothing you can't discredit that person but because of how media is yeah it still gets discredited it just just gets discredited yeah and i think that's where also too like um talking about like some other child killers like um i mean like the btk yeah Butcher, torture, kill? Yep. BTK. I, I learned the, uh, the, what it actually means, and now I can remember how his name goes. I mean, he, um, he, like, killed his mom, didn't he? And that's, like, kind of where it started? I think so, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about him later. But, like, it kind of just goes to, like, every person's different. Everyone has different chemicals in their brain. Everyone is functioning different. So it's kind of like, you can make your judgments on what you want about somebody, my personal opinion is I don't. I think Mary Bell did something so heinous that it is unforgivable. But she's making herself a product in society that's helpful and is good. Yeah. And I think her telling her story and selling her story was like, eh. It's on the fence. It's on the fence, definitely. 
But the fact that she doesn't really get royalties from it and she's not really making money from it nowadays yeah. and she's not actively trying to seek out publicity. Well, <laughs> she's not trying to be famous from what she did. She wants to. Right. She just wants to be not known from the world. Yeah. She just wants to, you know. And maybe, and I, I can't speak for her, but maybe doing the book deal was part of her trying to cope with what she did. Maybe it was her way of redeeming herself to maybe. explain herself. Yeah. You know. You know, there's definitely yeah. a lot of different possibilities, and we'll never know. I think that if she didn't come out by now, she probably will die, and. We'll yeah. never know who what her name is now, or no. I don't see her kids probably coming out because if they wanted to ca- cash in on it, like the kids probably what forty ish, yeah, probably would have already happened. It would have happened by now, and also they wouldn't have gone to great lengths to get that that anonymousness for every generation. Yes, I wouldn't even be surprised if her grandkids go through that too. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they had like something in the court system. Maybe not like after that, like maybe not her great 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 grandkids, but her great grandkids maybe even. Right. Because I mean, her granddaughter now is dealing with that yeah. of being secret, and I don't know if that's a um, like like um, Rose Bundy, Ted Bundy's daughter. No one has any clue of what she is. It just depends on the person. That's why I don't. I don't. Nothing against the Craigslist killer's daughter and having a TV show. If that's her way of coping with what her dad did, fine, do whatever. But I do still think it's slimy a little bit because it's like, I if someone murdered my best friend or like my family member, I really would not want to hear from another family member to apologize for the killer. I wouldn't give a shit. I would be like, I appreciate that you knew what your what someone in your family did was wrong, but it doesn't matter because they still did what they did and you didn't and I don't know why you're apologizing when right. they should be apologizing slash what does it matter at this point? You my loved one's gone. Yeah, I, I haven't done enough research and don't know the specifics of what she's doing with that whole thing. It, but it's this the show's just the pretense is like uh as she's helping like like the episode with John Wayne Gacy's sister, she's helping that person cope with the fact that they're like in this case her brother did something bad and going to the victim's houses to kind of talk about it and like just mostly just to apologize and be like I don't know I mean I would have to watch it before I want to give any judgment but first first hand like just watching it it was just like I did I would not want to be involved typically right like when it's been a long enough time period you probably don't want some fucking asshole coming and bringing stuff back up like and also i don't even think i would want to see my killer's siblings no you're putting more faces to the trauma you're putting more people behind it it's like why didn't you stop your brother but it's like you can't but the thing is logically you can't put that on the sister either because the sister didn't know what was going on literally the mom was living in the house and didn't really know what was going on she knew something was up but she didn't know she wasn't going to you know, she wasn't going to, like, not trust her son. She was just like, oh, maybe he's just a little bit of a weirdo. Yeah. But, like, because you, cause you want to be, like, then mad at the mom. You want to be mad at the sister. But it's like, there's only one person to be mad at is the killer. Yeah. But At I, the same time, I get where you're coming from. It does, hearing how you've explained it, it does yeah. sound slimy. It does sound like a money grab. Yeah. And I personally, like, I don't know how someone feels who's had, someone murdered in their life but yeah, i imagine I, know. I from what you can read i imagine it is just awful and if i was a family member of a victim of john wayne gacy's back when he was running rampant yeah 
and what we're now 20 years after 30 years after yeah right it was 71 when he got captured so about 30 40 years now so like i don't want to fucking hear about it Anymore. I've had to hear about it my whole life at that point. I want to try and move on. Yeah, like, I don't want to have to be thinking about my son, who was 15, who died, would be 55 right now, and I should be having grandkids yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I don't want to have that kind of mentality. Yeah, that's how the, I... That's, the, that's where, where I know as a person, I think more of, like, future-wise, and I think of every little detail. And I think of, like, if I had a son and he died wow, I'm missing out on grandkids, maybe even great-grandkids, because of someone killing. But that's where it's like... It could be different. Maybe there is someone who wants to hear. An apology. Yeah, you know, and that's why, too, like, they're not, like... It's not like they're, like, going to these people's houses and, like, banging on the door and be like, let me apologize. It's like they're... It's formal. It's set up. They both... Both parties agree to it. So it's not like they're, like, ambushing. It is both parties agreeing. I just don't know how those people agree to talk about it, because Mm. it's so... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Money talks. I'll go talk about anything if someone's like, hey, you want 10 grand? Yeah, I'll say whatever you want me to say. Yeah, I guess I'll (laughs) talk about my son's death with you, stranger. Yeah, weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess maybe, like, that's their way. And, you know, like, no no judgments. If that's what you got to do to cope, that's what you got to do to cope. But I just personally think it's a little bit of a money. It's a money grab. Yeah. But I think it's just a little slimy extra as well. I think there should be laws and regulations on what can make money. And I definitely don't think people dying should be something you can make money off of. But I digress. Maybe we don't know. Maybe all the money is going to some charity. Maybe. I don't know. That's the case. Full send. Full send. Yeah. I mean, maybe. But if she's getting, if her wallet's looking a little chubby because of this, that's not okay. (laughs) That seems. It's it's a double-edged sword for damn sure. Right. But. Well, I think that I covered everything on Mary Bell because we ended up going over the the non-mainstream like stuff that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Because, like I like we said, there's just a lot of the facts that are out there about her. I mean, it's limited. It's limited, and I think a lot of it is just because of how young she was, and also too, no one saw her do it, and her and Norma couldn't really get their story straight together, and yeah. it kind of you know it kind of tricked things up because it's like, who do you believe, and like. After the fact it was murdered, it's like, well, now she's talking to her therapist. So it's like, yeah. that's when it comes confidential. So we don't really know the whole, we know the, we know the story. We just don't know the truth. Yeah. The full truth. But and we know everything that's important. What I was saying earlier about a different child serial killer situation was the Slender Man one. Mm. Um, I don't know all the details, but basically from my understanding is a girl, um, she moved to a new city or whatever. She was kind of all edgy a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she had, like, two friends. And I might be misquoting, right, because I've only done a tad bit of research on it because I played the Slenderman games. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? This is just, like, a little side bonus yeah. episode. Yeah, basically. S- side clip for you. Yeah. If, and, you're, if, you're, if you're good on what you need to know about um, Mary Bell, then you're good. Yeah, you're good. Stick around, though. We're going to tell you what's, ne- what's coming up. It's good stuff. Um, basically, they... She made a friend, and she started convincing her that someone was, this Slender Man was talking to her. Oh. And then they brought in another friend, and the two, the, the main girl and the other girl took her, the third friend, out into the woods. Oh, And, like, yeah. stabbed her in the name of Slender Man. Yeah. Because, and I don't, I, I believe that both kids ended up getting in trouble. Yeah. And both kids are now in, like... 
today's equivalent of an insane asylum. Mm -hmm. I want to know, though, if the Slenderman thing was something that she fabricated or if the Slenderman thing is someone online telling her to do this stuff. That's a good question. That's the thing that interests me because, you know, in 2001, I can't remember when it happened, but Tumblr was around... Horror stories, creepy pasta. Um, before, like things kind of got like censored a little bit more. Yeah, like it was very much easily available. It's very easy for someone to pretend to be Slenderman <laughs> online and convince a little girl to go do some things yeah. for her. That reminds me of this movie. It's on Netflix. It's called I think Mercy Black, and it's the same situation except with except not Slenderman. It was um, this like fabricated a uh, monster. They actually watched the movie. It's so. Is it the rake? Is that the story about the rake? Or no? Might be wrong. It, it's this... No, it's the exact same formula. This, These two... It starts off with this girl basically leaving, like, a mental asylum or a mental facility and joining society. And it's, like, her past was she went in there because her friend stabbed another girl and died. And she was just kind of like the, um, the uh, accomplice, not the murderer. Mm. But, so it's the same situation. You should watch it. I'll send it to you. It's actually pretty spooky. It's, like, very cheesy, but it's really good. Oh, look at... I was just... All the... Yeah, just checking. But, yeah, so, coming up next for us now... Yes. um, One thing that I haven't figured out yet. I will be gone the weekend of July 23rd. It's my D-Day. Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because your B-Day is the... 20th. 20th. Mine's Monday, yours is Thursday, it sounds like. Yeah, fucking Thursday. Fucking Thursday. Who likes having birthdays on Mondays and Thursdays? Bullshit, literally. But, so we won't do a podcast this weekend, or this upcoming weekend, so the 11th and 12th. We would do on the 18th, so it would actually skip over our birthday week. Yeah, so it would be be right before our birthday week, and then we'll come back the weekend after. Right. Two weeks after our birthday, I guess. So on the 18th, we were in talks of what we want to do next. Yes. And I'm open to discuss because I'm definitely never dead set because anything can be interesting. Yeah, everything's... it. That's why if you have any ideas or if you want us to cover something, email us at truecrimejunks at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, very us, easy email. Truecrimedrunks at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Like, it's... It's that easy. It's not spelled weird. There's no underscores. You don't got to worry about it. It's just straight true crime drunks. Now, I pitched Golden State Killer just because he is fully convicted. He's fully convicted. He's he's finally been sentenced. And I feel like it's so relevant. I mean, it's a hot topic right now. Hot topic. I mean, is there another serial killer that was... I mean, he wasn't necessarily active because he was in the system for a while now, from my understanding. Yeah, well, I mean, he's been captured for a little bit, but now he's, like, officially sentenced. And right. Like fun jazz. But we don't, there's no other serial killers that are active in the news. That we know of. That we know of, so. Because the theory is there's, like, what, 200 active serial killers in the United States yeah. currently that we could kind of know of, but there's probably 2,000 active serial killers easily yeah. that we don't have any clues on because you know you never know you never know because it doesn't become a serial killing until you have the person you find that they killed multiple people. <laughs> right so without finding the person who did him you don't know if it's a serial killer or just murders right anyways 
I so think... with the Golden State Killer too, there could be some hot takes because I believe that he was a cop for a long time too. Yeah, he was a cop for a little bit, and that's where it very sticky situation. Yeah, because you know. So if you want to commit to that one for the next one, we can. I think we should do that one next, and then we can go on to some other fun ones because we're thinking about then also doing like. So we'll do one more serial killer, and then we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not sure if we want to do, like, um, like someone's death or a missing person or maybe even a cult. cult would be cool. A cult would be really cool and really fun, I feel like. And I don't know why, but, like, summers always make me think of cults. I don't know why. Interesting. Well, because, you know, like, I don't, my, favorite, my favorite thing I learned in psychology is correlation does not mean causation. And the rise in ice cream sales and the rise of murders are correlated but they're not um causation cause it, it's not the causation just because the like the price it, or like murders go up doesn't mean people are buying my ice cream more it's just because it's warmer weather it's easier to kill people is why interesting it's like it's a correlation but not causation yeah. one does not cause the other is a reason but it's a correlation so i feel like i always associate cults because they're always like taking pictures in the spring. Yeah. And okay. like also then Midsummer too helps yeah, a lot. Midsummer, yeah. Midsummer, you know. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, good movie. But I, that's where I, I like correlate, but I don't cause it because I know that's not really the case. I don't remember what we were doing here. Oh, I was actually listening to a lot about. Um, there's this um, on the topic of there's a it's in England there was like this guy who was like. He would murder people, but, like, as, like, a vampire. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that we... We kind of talked about... Yeah, that's where okay. it was, like, killer cover-up, because, it was like, he was like, I'm a vampire, not right. a killer. Or I guess I'm a killer, but it's okay, because I'm a vampire. You know, like, something like right. that. Right. So if you guys have something that you want covered, that we'll, email... We'll do it. We'll do it. We really... We're just here for a good time. Not a long we'll, time, but a good time. A good time. Hopefully a long time, but, you know... I hope so. I hope so. At least a hot minute. Um, shall we close it out then? I think we're good. Yeah. Also, um, the website's going to be up sometime this week. Um, it's going to be truecrimedrunks.com. It's going to be super simple. That's the domain, just truecrimedrunks.com. Follow us on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for top shelfers. And then I always do this. I don't know why I can't. But uh, follow me on Instagram if you want. Books, coffee, bees. Um, that's just kind of like where I post horror related stuff. I love horror. Um, yeah, I think that's like all that there is. We're going to do the Golden State Killer for sure next week and then come up with some ideas. We'll do whatever you want to do after that. Yeah. We're, we're open to the possibilities of being whatever. Yep. Thank you guys for listening and, uh, have a great day. Have a great day. Mary Bell did good at getting better after her killings. Bye. Bye. <laughs>